Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 44 of, of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, you know, we said at the beginning we we weren't gonna we were gonna drop some things, but I don't think we've been doing it anyway. It's minute number forty four. Hard to drop it. It's kind of hard to drop it. And you know what? Maybe it shouldn't get dropped. Uh, this minute's going to start out with uh, Queen Hippolyta dipping that hero beacon arrow into these uh, in, into a into a thing of fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the and the minute's going to uh, to end with some random off camera voice asking what diana uh did uh, did it did it over the weekend if she plans to do anything on the week what's her what a weekend what plans did are. you do over the weekend what did you diana. do over the weekend and i was doing a dracula voice the entire yes, time. yes you have so. doing a dracula i have no so, idea like it's why. really hard for me to like turn it off because i was doing it for so long right now so is there anything you want to get off your chest nate no not, <laughs> not really this minute. it's just no uh-uh. It's just the way he's Dracula accent. What made me do the Dracula accent? I don't know. I was listening to um, Connie Nielsen say, uh, return to me, Diana. And uh, I love She's her accent. An accent. <laughs> yeah. And then mine just kind of like my brain just went to, yeah, Dracula. And I just started <laughs> doing it like Dracula. And it just went on and it snowballed, man. Where's that comic book? Wonder Dracula. Woman meets Dracula. Oh, well, they did it with the Batman, so... Yeah, Batman meets the Dracula, and then he, they they do the thing where it's like you me you me you me you like Saturday Night Live. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, like the Spider Man meme. All right, it just that, feels okay. like I, for the new kids. Yeah, for the new kids, you know the internet. Um, yeah, for for a guy who's supposed to stay in Gotham, I get that Dracula he's a bat, Batman's a bat. You know, two bats meet under one roof. Yeah, but it's like. You know, you can make a Wonder Woman story with a lot of the mythology stuff that she that is in her wheelhouse, too. You know, I'm sure there's a whole hell of a lot of parallels to uh, get it. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of parallels to Dracula and Batman, just like inherently as like these uh, secluded characters. Uh, yeah, tragic in, like, origins. Tra- yeah, tragic and uh, psychotic, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that too. A little uh, wrong, like flawed character, like you're not actually as... That's as what I was trying to figure out. Vindicated flawed, flawed. as you yeah. think you are. Vindicated. People know that song. I don't, I don't know who that... I don't remember, but <laughs> it's a song. Yeah. So, have you gotten your Dracula uh, accent done out of the way? You haven't done one on the recording, but... I don't we, think... People don't want to hear the Dracula yeah, accent. We don't want to hear it, not, but we can it imagine perfected. it. Imagine, just picture just Dracula doing the whole... Asking Diana to return. Just think that of all the good. Hotel Transylvania movies and you'll play Dracula in that one? Sandler? Adam Sandler. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> Great movies. That's all we want to do. We all just want to just be Dracula. We just want to do a Dracula voice and get paid the big bucks to do it, my guy. Yeah. They get paid a lot of money just to, you know, keep making those those movies. And they're really good. They're G-rated movies, which always it always surprises me how people can make a G-rated movie and somehow, like, not enter PG territory. Um, 
I think it's always fascinating. And and those guys knock it out and they make it entertaining. Anyways, I'm not gonna talk about Hotel Transylvania. Go watch it. Um, anyways, so yeah, this is this is an entire minute about this Artemis arrow. Sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. And this thing and goes, man. This thing this goes. Thing gets sent. This is, this what is are all the, the new stuff. terms of something going? It gets, well, it got yeeted for sure. I yeah. think that's what the cool kids say. The Gen Z kids. I don't know what the Gen Alpha kids are saying nowadays, but we'll find out. Hey, Grand Slam. You remember that? Denny's. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a home run if I've ever seen an arrow do it. All right, yeah. The Grand uh, Slam. This is when we're supposed to add in the baseball bat noise from Super <laughs> Smash Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, something in our in our uh, age demographic. But yeah, this this arrow, it's pretty. I think it's cool. I think the whole segment is is, is nice. Um, and the the shot of it coasting over the clouds as she sends it. Uh, that's another. Uh, I said it. Yeah, send it. Um, the the moon. There's a full moon out. And it looks very pretty. I think it's a you know wise choice to have a full moon. It's mm-hmm. also a logical choice when we think about lighting in a scene. And you know where's the lighting coming from? Uh, well, because it's a fake scene, meaning that it's like all special effects, like there's nothing else to it. Um, we're gonna use the moon as a natural source of lighting. So now we have we can paint this painting of the clouds and and the arrow and have all this light in the in the in the shot. And not have to worry about anything like that because it's like, oh, the moon is just so big that it just has all this natural lighting to it. And it looks beautiful. It looks great. It looks like a comic book shot. Um, it also looks nice when it's leaving, the arrow is leaving Themyscira. You can see all of Themyscira is moonlit and it just looks really cool. And, and for the first time, it's like you can actually point at something and be like, oh, it's coming from exactly on this part of the map. And I can see it, and, and then you can kind of look and and think, oh, that's where the uh, penetralium was before it got knocked into the sea. And we've talked about this before uh, when we first started, but now we can look at the mascara and and we see it as a map that we understand, not so much as like just looking at it and being like, oh, that's all the mascara. Now it's like we can see the entire the network, entire mountain network. Yeah, the, okay, the entire. Uh, neighborhood if you will that's better <laughs> um well it's a network it's an infrastructure you know hey it's uh pretty wild that this thing um no planes no air traffic huh oh, that's stupid doesn't it like leave the bubble at some point or am i making that up like a wow or a it crazy did noise or did was it wow. um wow i'm trying to think of the other shot where where we do kind of pass through the bubble didn't we do that at one point Maybe it's other um, Wonder Woman movies. No, yeah, it was another Wonder Woman movies. But this um, feels like, yeah, this feels like a Wonder Woman movie. No, I think it happened in the beginning of this movie. When yeah, we where it does like a little to, bubble, yeah, force field oh, effect. Wow, I keep on doing the doing different yeah. noises. I'm giving you a bunch, guys. Take pick your <laughs> pick your favorite. Nobody wants any of them, but yeah, uh, Queen of Palta, She says that that close up shot, like "Return to Me, Diana," before she Return sends Return to me. There Diana. you go. Uh, Diana. Yeah. Well, let's hope uh, Zeus has that accent. That would be. Uh, he has Dracula. <laughs> a Dracula accent. That'd be. He's got that Romanian accent. I mean, Gary Oldman playing Zeus. Hats off to anybody who who gets to be a character and gets away with that accent. 
I mean, and someone just walk over and be like, yep, that sounds good. Totally doesn't sound like a Dracula. I saw a lot of people on Twitter uh, a couple days ago asking that, because I guess they're making another Dracula type uh, project soon, uh, and that Lee Pace should be Dracula, which is a great idea, because I really do love that man's saw, voice. Did you see a picture of him on the internet that just happened like two days ago, of him in like, the got camo his, shirt? Or he in, got like, uh, the woods or something like that? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It was that's funny. Like, uh, um, yeah, he looks he like is. he looks like a good a good guy to play Dracula. He sounds like a good person to play Dracula, just because that he's got that voice. Um, but yeah, this this arrow. One of my favorite parts. I mean, just the music. This, we we talk about the ancient lamentation music a lot. Um, well, just amongst the internet, uh, we haven't really talked about it too much in this minute by minute coverage, just because. What else is there to say about it? Is I think it's great. I understand that it's used a fair quite a bit in this movie. But man, does it work during this scene. Especially during this minute. It sounds really cool. I think for once it's like... You can't deny just how important this is. In in the context of uh, Wonder Woman's uh, origin. Her, her culture. What this arrow means. It's all explained by the music so when you see this arrow being shot by queen apolita and and coasting through the sky you can hear this music and it just seems to tie everything together like this music could not be more fitting in this scenario they couldn't do anything else uh in my opinion despite all the four hours of music that junkie xl did for the movie um if this was a moment where they didn't use the ancient lamentation music uh, it would be a disservice. This is when you really have to use it. It sounds perfect for this scenario. And it sounds so amazing when it actually hits this altar and has like that wind instrument like crescendo. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant literal wind. Well, yeah, it kind of sounds like it because it, like what happens is the uh, the arrow hits the thing and then the fire like... As oh, like, like the ex- horn. Okay, I yeah, see. I hear what you. Yeah, mean. The, the wind instruments, like, they, like they ex- uh, yeah. Count Dooku's swoop bike, or just swoop <laughs> bikes in general. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, that's a, actually now I can only picture that. Um, but yeah, that's exactly it. That that sounds so good. It sounds like perfect, like music. What is that? Sound mixing or sound composition? Just uh, music supervision. That's what it is. Getting that music to, to happen, music cue to happen right here. Man, do I love that. It's so cool. And I love this fire is incredible. I wish we would have seen more of it, but then it cuts. We're going to see it from like someone's CRT TV, but I really like that. I, I think it was fantastic. And then, of course, this is when we enter the Louvre again, where Wonder Woman works as a curator. Um, but... Uh, yeah, was there anything you wanted to say about the the arrow, Nate? Yeah, so like when she when Queen Hippolyta dips it in the fire, it looks like it has like obviously something wrapped on it to catch a mm-hmm. flame, right? It's not just completely metalworking. But by the time Diana gets to it later on, it, it it does look like it's just straight like ironworked, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm still stuck on what is the exact if if these arrows are just purpose if the purpose is just to be the message and it also is like the key to open up the you know the temple but that also still falls under sending the message right it's just a key 
And, and the arrows were in the case already wrapped up. Like, wrapped up, ready to go. Like, they are hero beacons. So that is its only thing. So, like... These ones, yes. Yeah, so it's not just... Maybe, like, as if Artemis had gifted them being like, these are hero beacons. You must use them for for only this. This is why I wrapped them in this. Use this to call forth your champion. Only yeah, use I, it when you think you need it. Yeah. You're only getting three. <laughs> yeah, you've only got yeah, you've only got one left. I wonder if they ever will plan to use the one left. We talked about the missing one, but we haven't talked about you know will they what ever the next use one it? would be for. We well, did a little bit. Granny be. goodness, right between the eyes. Baby. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean that would be a uh, that's a big arrow to take to the face. But I mean she's a big, it's a big girl, so it's a big woman. <laughs> yeah, uh, big granny. Uh, so yeah, it's it. it it's really cool. It's really interesting to think about, like, that that material on the arrow, like, has to keep burning until the message is received. Well, then it's magic. It is. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. It absolutely. It's yeah. all magic. So, which brings me to my next thing. She does put an enchantment on this arrow, Return to Me Diana. Let's yes. talk about that. That is an open invitation to come back to Themyscira. Yeah. No longer right? banned. That's no it. Band. We're all in agreement, right? Yep. You're Absolutely. Nodding. It's a it's a audio. I was nodding. Audio yes. Medium. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So that's pretty cool. Uh, because that also you know. When you think about that, and then there's lines later on in the movie where Steppenwolf and Diana are having their fight. And he's, like, blatantly lying to her. Like, your whole place is on fire, yo. I destroyed that island. And she's like, yeah, right. Like, get out of here. Oh, you're, yeah. Come on, you're joshing me. It was all a ploy. He was telling her he was lying to her. He, like, Willy Wonka style. And Yeah, all, I never thought about that. And that's why she's, like, holding it at the end, like, thinking, like, you know, and looking out. It's like, I gotta. do I go back home or is it, like, gone? Like, what do I do? I'm banned. I can't go back there. She's got to, like... I don't know, put the arrow on like a record player and it like rec- she listens to the audio that got trapped on the arrow or something. You know what that's they did a- in pottery? Yeah, that's actually, yeah. And, um, I Well, I guess I, I, I knew she had to return uh, because she received the arrow. So I knew that, but I never thought of it as I need to know what happened because Steppenwolf he did he he did show up to them scare wonder woman knows that if she finds that out through him and but i never thought about like oh obviously you're full of shit because someone oh, sent yeah. me that arrow oh yeah but then li- he lied to her straight up and she 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 believed it a little bit to an extent where she's questioning it there's doubt in her mind especially then, at the end of the movie yeah. and she has to be like well maybe my mother didn't send me this maybe someone else who's still alive did i need to know who's still who's still there yeah um that's interesting i i never really considered steppenwolf's uh information i always only thought of queen Hippolyta to diana and then diana just being like okay well i have to i can return i need to yeah how would she she know well she's i mean like she she didn't hear she's got to like hear the message on some point or is Hippolyta just like hoping that Diana will just like walk up on the beach and be like, "Hey, I can like see you guys. What's the deal?" 
Well, yeah, well, no, not that, but like, I, the, for me, it's the other way around. It's just Diana being like, I have to know things, and I don't know, I don't know them now. And being accepted back into Themyscira, like uplifting that, because when we talked about Wonder Woman, um, it's not explicitly stated like it normally is in like the comics and the other forms of media for Wonder Woman origin. Um, but normally Queen Apollo is like, yo, you're straight up banned. Like, get off my island. Yeah. And in, in Wonder Woman, it, she makes it seem like uh, you may never return here seems like you might not. Not that you're not allowed to not come back. And and I think that latter is the actual definition of what happens in the 2017 movie that Queen of Politics does say, yeah, you're not allowed to come back. Like you are, you're going with... When she leaves the first time, when she leaves with Steve Trevor. Yeah, she's like, That's you're it. leaving with a man, like you're, you're... Don't let the door hit you. That was that. We discussed yeah, this already. Because you're, you're my greatest sorrow is what she says. Yeah. And that explains it. Because I never, I never, like I had so much trouble like... Understand, comprehending what she was saying there and when we did minute by minute that's when i was like oh yeah you guys are right she's she's saying like yeah get off my island and i'm sad about that because i'm kicking you out and now she's saying you know you can't you are allowed to come back and with the arrow i hmm, i don't necessarily think it leads the way there but i, I think wonder woman being the demigod she is she might be able to figure it out and she might you know being Zeus's daughter, she might be able to figure it out, uh, whether Queen Apollyon wanted or not, kind of thing. Just thinking out loud here. I, yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it just it, it makes the most sense, but that's what I always uh, understood it as. And hey, you know what? I'm excited to see Diana go back to Themyscira. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that there, was maybe there was a whole big, bigger part of it in in a part two. Well, see, that's what I like about this movie so much is, like, it it gives us all the things that we're missing out of our DC Cinematic Universe. And even if we don't get follow-ups, it's almost like we have to be thankful that we have this. And thankful that, like, we kind of have a Wonder Woman 3 because, I, I'm you know, a, Wonder, a third Wonder Woman film following 1984 isn't always guaranteed, especially with... Um, you know, just the state of the DC Cinematic Universe itself. Not, I'm not saying that the reception of 1984 doesn't warrant a sequel. I think it does. Um, but I think even the Snyder Cut just, you know, it it deserves a sequel. Uh, a lot of these movies, uh, the whole universe deserves to keep on going and to keep telling these stories. But if we don't get one this is pretty interesting because this movie plays out so much like a Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman sequel. Um, yeah. It's a little bit kind of like what I, what I enjoyed about the first Avengers movie is the Thor Loki kind of history that they already have because we already have a movie about them. We knew about Loki. And so going into it, like these two gods that are, um, involved with the Avengers. I mean, I would love to have more of that. And we do with Avengers Infinity War because then all that cosmic stuff finally clicks. And so having known the Guardians of the of the Galaxy and Thor and all that, that when Thanos shows up, it's everything is centered around that cosmic side of of Marvel. And that's what 
the DC universe is doing here with all this mythology that they've created and um, history from the DC comics. So uh, it's, it'd be very interesting to see what the next step in, in a Wonder Woman solo film would be and more particularly a timeline. Um, Cause yeah. I mean, you had, you had world war two, world war one, you had the eighties. Uh, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, um, yeah. if you count this, you gotta at least like kind of complete the circle, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, tie up your loose ends with her saving the world from an alien invasion. And even if you don't like tell another apocalyptic invasion, it's just like, okay, well, what is her role in the world right now? Yeah. And now they did day, say that the third one, uh, would be a modern thing. It would no longer be a period piece. They always wanted the third wonder woman film to end up, in present day. So both 84 and Zack Snyder's Justice League, they do, they don't conflict too much. I know a lot of people say that, that they do. Um, and I know maybe thematically and, and tonally they, they do, but as far as timeline, they do kind of meet up where it's like, okay, present day Wonder Woman setting her up for a movie by the end of, of Zack Snyder's Justice League. I still feel like the Justice League, I mean, we are there is supposed to be a sequel where they still do stuff on Earth, but I feel like after Zack Snyder's Justice League, it doesn't have to lead directly into its sequel. I still think that some of these superheroes can do their own solo films in between. Um, like what I mean, Ben I Affleck's think- The Batman was supposed to be in, and the third Wonder Woman movie. I think they could still happen right before a sequel to this movie. Yeah, I agree. I'd be I'm more excited to see now at this point I am very excited to see a third Wonder Woman movie. And it does kind of fall back to we have so much more of Wonder Woman than I I think of any other character out of the Trinity. Mhm. Yeah. Um and like we get way more of them in Scarab than we do of Gotham. So like that's I don't know. It's just it's more exciting to to think about what what the next step in a solo Wonder Woman movie would be. Yeah. Um I'm in yeah. the moment right now where it's like you can't misstep, honestly. I see I don't think anything was wrong all too much about 84. It was fine. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. A, had a, a laugh. Lot. Had a yeah. t- had a laugh or two. Uh <laughs> had a tear or two. And yeah. uh you know you you kind of move on. Hey, Shazam exists. That kind of movie came and went. You know, I know people hate saying it or hate hearing me say it, but to I me, that movie came and went. It's like, oh, snap. And that was one of the things where it was like, oh, snap. That movie introduced, like, not introduced, but that movie kind of solidified more magic stuff that happens in this world. Maybe you should pay attention to it more. Yeah. Oh, hey, what what's that shiny over there? That was me. Like... <laughs> Yeah, Suicide I, Squad was like, oh, snap, magic. Oh, something else shiny. And then Shazam was like, oh, yeah, totally magic. I, I get it. Oh, yeah. more shiny stuff? Let me go check that out. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think, and even even Birds of Prey was like, oh, we get to see more of, of Gotham. And then people were just like, yeah, but where's Batman at? And it's like, not even, it's like, yeah, but where's, yeah, but where's the clown house? Where's Joker and all his guns? Where's the giant vat of acid? Well, she, yeah. 
I, I you get you get it right. It's like yeah, they put it in because it's you got it's like touching on like your little touchstones when you're trying to do an accent, you know? Yeah, yeah. Diana, yeah, when uh, you're trying uh, to do uh, a Dracula uh. accent, um, it's a like, chemical. Uh, uh, that's uh. why I think this is so good. That you know everything that we're talking about. Like it, to me, it just means like why why this scene, why this whole Themyscira stuff in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League is just so important to me is because you had a director who said i want this in the movie it has to be in the movie this is the dc cinematic universe Uh, you know we can't just put wonder woman in the movie and just be like okay it's not gotham so we're not going to talk about it it's like everything has to be gotham and metropolis and superman and batman it's like nah there's so much to wonder woman that we can't just ignore it it's so deep and it's so much older than the rest of the world that we have to talk about it um, one more thing I want to talk about before we do wrap up, um, and that is when we get to the Louvre. Uh, the you know I it, it was opens... the Louvre. Okay, so Americans call it the Louvre. Yeah, and then we talked about this in Wonder Woman minute. Did we? And then the French they said the Louvre. Okay, it's a very soft R, but I pronounce the Louvre because you're French. Got to remind people that 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 R is there because you're French. Because I'm French. I'm not French. Anyways, the French uh, kisser. I wanted, What's up? <laughs> don't say, don't don't spill my beans on the on the podcast. Oh, sorry, bro. sorry, sorry. Anyways, uh, but I cannot deny that. Anyways, the the arch of triumph uh, uh, of the carousel. Uh, I want to I want to talk about this statue here real quick because we do it uh, every time we see one, and they always have to have some sort of purpose or meaning, right? And so this big statue or, or, or set of statues in front of the louvre this is the um i'm gonna pronounce this wrong but it is the arc of the arch of triumph carousel and it's supposed to represent like napoleon when he came into uh, uh, uh into into italy forced a a treaty i believe right is it is it did he invade italy no over the Austrians. So he conquered the Austrians and forced them to sign this treaty. But anyway, it's, uh, you know, it is peace Big old roundabout. Yeah, peace riding in on a triumphant chariot. I think there's something to infer, infer with that being that you have uh, conquerors who come in and, uh, you know, it could just be me reaching, but because we're here and, and Zach, you know, wanted to shoot this this statue first and foremost as it leads into something. I feel like it represents the Justice League. You know, like it is their time to start arriving. We are in the chapter of the Age of Heroes here, and so with this being the opening shot, we're going to start with the the, the chariot, the, ch- the chariot of peace, as it rides into into the uh, the city and to demand the treaty of peace. I feel like that could really represent like. Now that the arrow is here, it's landed in the, in the lands of men. It is going to warn them about Steppenwolf. And now we're going to get Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman and all the Justice League. And we're going to force peace to happen because there are heroes here who must defend the children of the poor and punish the wrongdoer. It is what they're supposed to do as heroes if they want to and they do want to. That It's the most important thing that they choose to. And so, uh, And there's also like what? Seven statues here? It's a good number. It's a good like number. A, yeah, I feel like it's a constant like, number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So uh, that's all I wanted to say about that one real quick. I'm sure people who do much deeper uh, analysis into superhero mythology, they'll look into those a little bit more as well. But I just want to mention that one here on the podcast, because what else are we going to talk about? Uh, What did you do last weekend, Diana? We'll talk about that tomorrow. So let's go ahead and wrap up for today. If you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 45 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.